welcome to my podcast. This is the Dr. Raymond Havlicek and Friends podcast for Tuesday, the 19th day of September, 2023, of course. Weather's kind of turned bad here in Lake Placid. It's cold today and rainy, so no water skiing for me, but maybe the rest of the week looks pretty darn good, so we'll see what happens. Uh, big time water skier. Um, at any rate, um, by the way, those of you who don't know anything about water skiing, you should go onto YouTube and take a look at it. It is a great sport. And, uh, there's not a lot of people that do it in the United States. It's not as popular as a lot of other sports like baseball and football and whatnot, but it is a wonderful sport. And, um, uh, I avidly, pre- uh, go after it. And so does my daughter. Uh, at any rate, um, I don't know where to begin today, so I've decided to label today's podcast FUBAR, which is effed up beyond all reason. It's a term that's been around for a long time to describe chaos. Uh, it, it To me, it seems like everything is turning to you-know-what in America, and um, uh, just following what the crisis in New York City right now, uh, the uh, mayor has announced that... Uh, uh, this is the Democratic mayor has uh, announced that uh, the crisis uh, in New York City is going to destroy, literally destroy New York City, and that the cost is forty thousand dollars per per um, Im- illegal immigrant, uh, which is uh, five billion dollars a year, and uh, that's an incredible amount of money. But uh, I think a lot of us uh, kind of are, are are inclined to say. Uh, to him, you know, you, you brought this on yourself. I mean, uh, it was the fact that you declared New York City a sanctuary city that has invited this disaster that's taking place. You're, you're housing illegal immigrants in schools, in parks. Um, they're destroying neighborhoods. They're t- detracting from the, the resources of the city. You're paying for their medical care. Uh, you're putting them in our public schools. Um, so the kids that are, that are going in don't even, not only do they not, not know how to speak English, but they don't know, um, the alphabet. They don't know how to read. They don't know mathematics. So it's bringing down the academic level in our public schools. <clears throat> the situation in New York City is terrible. But, uh, once again, it's, uh, the result of the policies of the Democrats that, uh, throughout the country declared their blue cities, uh, sanctuary cities. And this is what you get. So. <clears throat> Adams uh, uh, is blaming Biden. He's basically saying that Biden is not giving the city enough money to handle this. And Biden is telling uh, uh, Adams, uh, to, it's your problem. You you go, you go, try to fix it. Uh, so the Democrats are literally at war with one another, doing the blame game with one another as far as the uh, terrible crisis is concerned. Uh, there were, just to give you some some statistics, folks, um, there's 5 million or 6 million that have come into the country since Biden took office and one and a half million gotaways. That is people who got across the border and our border patrol were not able to apprehend uh, and process. Um, hundreds of them have been on the terrorist watch lists. They're not all coming from Mexico and Central and South America. They're coming from all over the world. And um, in New York State, uh, there's a move to give them work permits, which will only increase the likelihood that more will want to come to New York State. So New York City, State itself is going down. Um, a, a poll came out from Siena University yesterday 
uh, indicating that uh, majorities of people in in the Republican and Democratic parties and independents believe that the quality of life is unacceptable in New York and it's getting worse uh, as time goes on. They complain about crime. They compare. They complain about taxes. Um, they compare. They complain about the lack of health care, the public education system. Um, there's just widespread negativity about New York State and uh, how it's being run. I think the immigrant uh, crisis has topped things off and made things far worse. But uh, America has a lot of other problems also. And um, nothing is really good as far as the economy is concerned. Um, unemployment rate is actually going up. The inflation rate recently has ticked up. The cost of gasoline has gone up. It's over $4 a gallon. Um, and uh, while uh, the price of uh, gasoline and is going up and inflation is going up, the Biden administration has closed down leases on on lands, uh, federal lands that could uh, potentially produce gas and, and oil. Um, and... Um, so uh, the energy situation and inflation situation is is not good. Uh, the stock market is flat. Uh, it has come up a little bit, but it's to really far below where it was under the Trump administration. Um, and uh, alarmingly, uh, China is selling U.S. Treasuries. They're they're trying to replace the dollar as the world's currency uh, with uh, some sort of hybrid currency that would include the Chinese currency, Brazil, Iran, and a few other notables uh, to make a, a a currency that would challenge the the dollar. So the 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 significance of the Chinese dumping American uh, bonds, Treasury bonds, is is really very important. It's a big red flag as far as I'm concerned and, and other people are, but I don't think it's received much attention in the media. Um, what it does when they dump billions of dollars, they, they've dumped about 10% of their holdings. It, it, what it does is it, it drives down uh, the value of treasury bonds, which effectively makes their yield go up. So just to give you a quick economics lesson here, if you buy a bond for $100 and it has a 5% interest rate, if you sell that bond uh, uh, to someone that only is willing to pay $90 for the bond, uh, the interest rate, the, the, the amount of money coming on that bond, which, as I said, was 5%, that's $5 out of 100 Now, if you only have to pay $90 to get that $5, the effective yield has gone up. So what China is doing is <clears throat> by selling – Treasury bonds, they're forcing interest rates up in the rest of the world, particularly in the United States, so that when the Treasury um, has to borrow money in order to entice people to buy their Treasury bonds, they have to offer a higher yield. So the amount of money that we're spending now is approaching the amount of money we spend on defense, and it's going up hundreds and hundreds of billions of dollars just in interest charges going up. Um, <clears throat> so uh, that's that's a very alarming condition. Uh, yesterday, we uh, surpassed having a national debt of $33 trillion. That's T with a T, trillion dollars. Uh, <clears throat> and um, we're $10 trillion over the annual gross domestic product of the United States. That's only happened once previously, and that was after World War II, when we were paying back the money we borrowed to fight the war. 
so um, this is really alarming. And, you know, both parties, I think, have culpability for this. There's no end in sight to it. No one is really uh, making it the primary issue. There are other things that people are emphasizing, <clears throat> like uh, transgenderism and woke CRT policy in our schools. Um, not that those aren't important issues. They are, they are, and we need to fight against them. But um, I don't think there's nearly enough being said about how how dangerous this in, in, in this escalating. Uh, national debt is we're spending like drunken sailors and it's just going from bad to worse. We could do a lot about it. Um, if we took uh, the the uh, courage uh, to cut spending by just 1% in each department, excluding defense, of course, in each department, that would send a, a message to the financial markets that the United States means business about its indebtedness, and you'd see a rallying in the dollar in, in, in our treasury bonds. But that does not seem to be anywhere in sight for either political party. They're, both political parties are outspending each other, and it's, it's really sad to see that no one is really, really looking down the road to see what this is going to do to our economy or our children or our grandchildren because they're going to have to repay this debt. Okay. Now, in addition to this, we have a lot of other issues going on. We have big issues uh, with China right now. China has become aggressive, bellicose. Uh, it has it has uh, claimed the South China Seas as its own and offended many of the countries that border on those seas because they believe that China is encroaching on their territory. Um, they're threatening Taiwan. Um, uh, just yesterday, China sent a, over 100 jet planes towards Taiwan to intimidate it. Didn't enter into the airspace, of course, but they went, got, they got close to it. Um, and uh, so many people think that's just a matter of maybe a year or so before China actually does attack Taiwan. And the question is, is America strong enough to take on the defense of Taiwan? Um, we don't know. The Chinese Navy is bigger than ours. They have more men uh, in uniform than we do. They have a huge air force. And uh, guess who's paying for it, folks? It's us. We're paying for it. We're running about $150 billion a year trade deficit which with China, which means that China buys much less from us than we buy from them. So they're stacking up dollars. We buy, shall we say, $500 billion worth of products from China. Um, and uh, they buy $350 billion. So that means every year they have a net balance of $150 billion in cash in their, in their accounts, which they then funnel into their armed forces to intimidate us. So uh, China is being uh, supported militarily by the American consumer. And um, the globalists in America that want to keep this up don't give a – a hoot about our security and our national interests. All they want to do is keep on making billions of dollars in profits in China. And as that process goes on, no matter what we do, the Chinese are still building up a tremendous surplus of dollars, which they spend on their military. So we're, we're hoisting ourselves on our own petard, as they say. 
Uh, let's see. What else? There's so much other negative stuff going on. Um, as I said, people are moving out of California. They're moving out of New York State. They're moving to places like Tennessee, Texas, and Florida because those states ha- don't have income taxes and they're being run uh, conservatively without indebtedness. Um, so uh, New York State is losing congressional representation because of this. So uh, the the congressional representation is uh, determined by population. And as the population decreases, we're losing our clout in Congress. Not that I don't like, not that I like the clout that we have right now, because it's largely democratic. But um, still, if we ever get a Republican administration and and, uh, uh, representatives here in New York State, uh, we'll have fewer of them. And so we'll be able to make less of an impact on what's going on. As far as the Republican Party and Democratic Party is a concern, I think that, yes, the Democrats do have a very big problem with Biden because most people think he's too old and infirm and won't finish out a second uh, uh, term. Uh, people like Kamala Harris even less than they like Biden. So the, the Democrats do have a big problem in who they could run in place of Biden. So I think the conventional r- wisdom right now is that Biden will run. He'll do the same thing that he did the last time, stay in the basement and not talk to anyone. The Republicans, on the other hand, are in disarray. Uh, they don't know their left hand from their right hand. They're arguing among themselves about everything. Uh, there's no unification within the party about Ukraine, which is a huge problem. Uh, Ukraine is a huge, huge issue that is being uh, ignored by uh, many in the Republican Party, uh, particularly conservatives. And by the way, folks, I am a conservative, but I think that the conservative uh, conservatives in Congress are wrong about Ukraine. Uh, Russia is fighting this war because Putin has said that he wants to establish the control uh, that the Soviet Union previously had over Eastern Europe. Those those nations are now free and they all ran to NATO to be protected by NATO from Russia because they they knew what it was like to exist under the influence of Moscow's domination and and control with their secret police and military. Um, so they, uh, they joined NATO and uh, recently since the attack on Ukraine, Finland and Sweden have uh, 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 attempted to join NATO and it looks like those those two nations will become actually active members of the, the alliance. Um, they did this after decades of remaining neutral so as to not offend Putin. But uh, the, some conservatives uh, like Vivek Ramaswamy wants to tell us that we've actually driven Moscow to attack Ukraine. And I don't see how he could possibly say that. He has a theory that he wants to get uh, pull uh, Moscow away from China, uh, which is absolutely, uh, it's stupid because the the relationship between China and Russia has everything to do with the fact that they're two huge uh, autocratic regimes that need one another to support each other's activities. Uh, Plus, they're very interdependent for oil, petroleum products, and water. China has no water, so they derive all their water from Russia, and uh, they also derive cheap oil. Uh, from Russia as well, because China doesn't have any. They have to import it. Um, so uh, that's the reason they're aligned with one another. We're not doing anything to uh, support that uh, alliance, that's uh, that unholy alliance that's going on between the two of them. 
Um, but um, uh, Putin wants to uh, attack the rest of Eastern Europe. He wants to take on uh, Estonia, Lithuania, and Latvia. He'd like to take Poland. He'd like to take Czechoslovakia. He'd like to re-resume uh, control over Bulgaria and Romania. And who knows what, what would be beyond that. So Ukraine is really just the first step in, in Moscow's attempts to reassert its dominance over Eastern Europe. Fortunately, the Europeans have gotten wise to this, and so have a lot of Americans. The Europeans have stepped up. They're providing lots of money, uh, contrary to what people like Tucker Carlson are saying. They're pr providing money. They're providing tanks. They're providing ammunition, high technology, anti-aircraft uh, uh, missile systems, radar, you name it, uh, plus humanitarian aid. Um, all of this is well deserved, and um, we don't we haven't lost a single uh, a troop. Uh, in or soldier, I should say, in Ukraine, because Ukraine is fighting their own war for a national survival against the Russian atrocities and genocide. Uh, but uh, Republicans don't seem to be able to see this. That is, a, a lot of Republicans aren't able to see this. There are many that do see it, but uh, for the most part, uh, there are a lot of conservatives that just don't don't see this at all. How important Ukraine uh, really is. <clears throat> Uh, that they win and survive. Otherwise, Ukraine would become a satellite of Russia and push Russia that much closer to Western Europe, where they could continue their attempts to undermine and sabotage our freedoms. Uh, so that's that's a, that's another big problem that exists. And uh, uh, so I hope that that uh, gets worked out favorably in, in time. But the Republican Party is not doing so well, folks. Up here in the North Country, of New York State, I see it here as well. <clears throat> the local Republican Party is is basically uh, not doing anything to assert its views regarding what could improve life in Essex County, New York, which is where I reside. Essex County is a county within the uh, 21st uh, congressional district, which is represented by Elise Stefanik. Elise Stefanik is a terrific representative for the things that we believe in um and um has she has come out and strongly supported uh, Trump for presidency and she's a supporter of our actions in Ukraine as well <clears throat> but um the local uh Republican party in Essex County seems to be anemic um there's a lot of state money that comes into this area from democrats hundreds of millions of dollars actually to support the olympic venues in our area and it just seems as though uh, local republicans don't want to do anything that's going to upset the apple cart where as far as uh, the gravy train is concerned coming from albany so we got huge problems i don't know What's going to get better? I think the only thing that can change anything is an election. I hope you folks are, are reading the newspapers. There's so much information coming out about what's going on. It looks like we're heading again towards another mask mandate, even though we have reason to believe that the side effects of the vaccine are not worth it, that mask mandates don't work, that they're an imposition on our freedoms. Um, we, we still have no answer at all. Uh, to the issue of men competing in women's sports, nor do we have an answer to the idea of subjecting our children in our public schools throughout the country to uh, critical race theory, which is a Marxist ideology uh, bent on convincing young kids that America is a racist nation, nor do we have a handle on the issue of transgender 
ideology, except in places like Virginia, where you have a very pow- powerful governor that was elected uh, because of parents' rights, objecting to what's going on inside the school system. Um, the the issue of, uh, of school districts surreptitiously, without parental consent, exposing our children uh, to gender ideology uh, is uh, very alarming to many parents, and but I don't really see the Republican Party doing enough to stop that. But there are some that are certainly opening up uh, their mouths and dealing with this, but uh, for the most part, Republicans tend to be very quiet about a lot of these cultural issues, which are so so terrible. We have problems with censorship. That's a cultural issue. That's a growing issue that scares the heck out of me, folks, because. That's how you start fascism. When people are afraid to say anything, that means the government gets in control and then people get even more afraid. And before you know it, you have a dictatorship. So thanks for listening, folks. I'll speak to you soon. Peace. God bless America.